Welcome to the Modern Elder Woman Podcast. We are here today to start a conversation, to assemble resources, and to build a community. This podcast is for empowered women in midlife and beyond who are preparing for or in the midst of a powerful third age. My name is Amy A. Palmer. I am your host and facilitator for our conversations. All women are welcome here. And we will be highlighting and spotlighting all the women over 45 who are living an untraditional lifestyle, whom I like to call blueprint breakers. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Would love to hear from you, love to hear your feedback, ideas, suggestions, or if you'd like to be part of a future episode, you can reach me via email at amy at amyapalmer.com. Welcome to today's episode. Are you financially ready for your future? Let's face it, talking about finances can be very dry and boring or intimidating or something that we avoid or something that we don't like to talk about with each other. But today's conversation is none of those things. I have a wonderful conversation with Jan Blakely Holman, who gives very real world solid advice on how do we tackle this? What do we do to make sure that we are fully, fully prepared for this third age of our life and beyond and so that we can continue to live the full lives that we now have? Uh, Let me share a little bit about Jan Blakely Holman. She is Director of Advisor Education at Thornburg Investment Management. She's responsible for identifying and creating advisor education programs that support financial advisors as they work with their clients and prospects. Jan has spent more than four decades in the financial services industry. Over the course of her career, she's served as a financial advisor an advisor to the financial advisor, and a financial services corporate executive. She's a frequent presenter at broker, dealer, and industry conferences, where she discusses topics like women and investing, women in transition, longevity planning, managing legacy wealth. She's an internationally published author. Her columns are translated and syndicated in numerous global publications, Uh, a strong believer in the importance of the financial advisor-investor relationship. Throughout her career, Jan has demonstrated a passion for helping consumers understand the often off-putting language of financial services. On the personal side, she's an avid skier, photographer, a novice silversmith, and her career at Thornburg has enabled her to achieve her goal of living life on purpose by doing rewarding and meaningful work while enjoying the beautiful mountains of Santa Fe. Jan lives in Minnesota and is a mother of three and a grandmother of five. She's definitely a blueprint breaker as one of the very first women in this industry. And she holds a BA in political science from the University of Denver. So please enjoy my conversation with Jan And I'd love to hear what you think about it. Drop me an email, amy at amyapalmer.com. 
You'll also find in the show notes, I put a link to Jan's podcast, wonderful information on her podcast, and a link to one of her articles and a little bit more information about her. So uh, sit back, enjoy, and let me know what you think. Hello, Jan. Thank you for joining us today. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too, Amy. Thanks for having me. Well, I, I really appreciate you making making the time to talk. Um, I know that this is a topic that is top of mind for uh, a lot of my audience and listeners as we think about our, our future and think about preparing for the future, et cetera. And so when I connected with you, I just thought that you would be able to bring a lot of um, insight to uh, the, the topic and the conversation. But before we get to that, I would love to hear a little bit about your journey. Um, I know that you advise financial advisors who advise women. I'm curious about like what attracted you to this path. Well, um, you know, that that's a pretty easy question given the number of years I've been in the industry. Uh, in March, I will start my 47th year in the industry. So Ooh. if you can think back to 47 years ago, you can imagine uh -huh. that women who were in the financial services industry as financial advisors were few and far between. Mm -hmm. um, I remember sitting in a bullpen, uh, you know, where I used to work at one of the large firms a couple of years after I got into the industry and having spitballs thrown at the back of my head from the male financial yeah. representatives who worked <laughs> with me. Wow. So it, it was a different world. So I tend yeah. to have a very soft spot in my heart for women in this industry and women as investors, mm -hmm. because I know if I hadn't have gotten into this industry, I would be really potentially in bad shape in terms of my finances. I have no mm -hmm. idea how I would have learned mm -hmm. what I know. Right, right. Well, good. I mean, obviously you're, you're, you're making an impact and spreading your knowledge as an educator as well. So that, that's really impressive. Um, you, you and I have talked about the fact that my audience is primarily they're in the age range of 45 to 65. Uh, and I'm curious at this point, like you mentioned yourself, if you hadn't gone down this path, you wouldn't know what you know. Um, so if you find yourself like, like myself and some of my peers, not feeling as financially literate as we'd like to be, uh, I'm curious if you've got any advice or guidance on, you know, what do we do? What steps do we take to educate ourselves? Well, you know, reading is also always a, a way to go, um, but we all learn things differently. Mm -hmm. So I would hesitate to say, get some books and read them because mm -hmm. some people are going to be like, there's no way I could read that. It's so boring. You know, <laughs> let's get real. This stuff right. can be deadly boring. <laughs> so um, maybe I'd have lunch with a couple friends and say, how do you feel about financial information? Are you confident? Um, what have you done to uh, educate yourself or increase your knowledge? That type of thing. 
and then seek mm-hmm. out ways to get information. It may mm-hmm. be um, watching somebody talk about investing or financial concepts on public television. It may be going to YouTube. Um, you may want to drill down on YouTube or just Google a specific subject you're interested in, like social security, um, which by the way, given the fact that probably 95% of us will benefit from social security somehow, I am amazed at how complicated it is. Mm. It is not something that Congress, I guess this isn't surprising, that Congress decided they were going to make easy for us. The rules and the, um, you know, the requirements and all those types of things are just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So it may be a subject that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And it's interesting. It's not, um, it's not something that most people discuss amongst their friends and family very often, you know? So, um, I think when you, when you talked about that, you know, getting together with a group of friends and asking, you know, that, that, that's a great start and not something that a lot of us do, I think. Well, you know, I think we avoid talking about it because we assume we have to talk about the specifics. Mm -hmm. Like I have X amount of dollars in my 401k. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get into your personal stuff. You can talk mm-hmm. about the concepts. What do you what do you guys know about or gals or however, you know, that's a mm-hmm. regional thing. I'm from the upper Midwest, so everybody's a guy. <laughs> guy, uh, yep. What what do you all know about investing? How have mm-hmm. you learned it? Uh, where do you uh seek information on that? That's the best way also to possibly get some recommendations for financial advisors if you're looking for something like that someone who Mm -hmm. can work with you to help you make good decisions Mm -hmm. great um i do know that in conversations that i have been having that many middle-aged women feel that they're not prepared for retirement um and they're not even sure what that what that even means, you know, uh, how do we determine, you know, whether or not we're on track to have an, have enough saved for our retirement? Well, I've thought that the word retirement is like passe. If you look mm-hmm. retirement up in um, the dictionary, whether or not that's done online or you actually have a dictionary, what you're going to find is it's, it's, defined as going to a place of seclusion. I mean, it's all very dark. <laughs> Doesn't and, sound very exciting. And end of life-ish, you know, right. it's not a positive and uplifting thing. Yeah. So I like to think of it as the point where we reimagine our lives. Mm. I happen to be a baby boomer and many baby boomers are still working and will keep on working. Mm-hmm. You know, just generally, the population as it ages is more healthy than it's ever been. I, you know, personally, my mother's 98 and a half. 
and she's still going and is very healthy. And, you know, maybe I'm going to live that long. Mm -hmm. So why would I need to retire when I was 65, which honestly, I already passed. Um, where do those, you know, dictates come from? They're very societal norm-ish. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And I think many of us will keep on working. Maybe we won't work in our chosen profession. That's especially true when it comes to professions where somebody has to do a lot of physical labor. Mm -hmm. But for those of us who are in the service industry or, you know, do a lot of our work where we're thinking or writing or, you know, communicating with others, we can work for a long time. Right. If we can right. have an 80 year old president, for goodness sake. Yeah. We can keep <laughs> Good point. To age Good 80 point. if we want to. Right. If we want to. I think that might be it. Like that meaning that there, there might, there could come a point where we just don't want to have to work or maybe not have to work as much or as hard or, yeah. or maybe in a different way. Right. Yes, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So. so when you think about that, I mean, if you're in a corporate environment and you've been in a corporate environment for years, sometimes it gets really old. Yes. Where you may have a manager person who's more unprepared to be a manager than anyone you've ever met. And that can be very frustrating. Yes. So what I think we all want is the choice to be able to make the choice. Yeah. And the choice may be you only are employed on a part-time basis or you work in a different industry that you have a passion for, a hobby, you start selling artwork, something like that. Understanding what your potential choices might be at that point is really important. Mm -hmm. And if you rewind to a younger age, that's why it's really critical that we know our purpose. You know, what's my life all about? What do I want to pass on to children, grandchildren, relatives, uh, friends and what am I doing to be able to achieve that goal having mm -hmm. a purpose increases longevity having a purpose that you have passion for can give you an alternative to what work you've done as a career my ex-husband's uh grandparents were both doctors his grandmother was in at johns hopkins at nine in 1905 getting her medical degree wow. their three sons were all doctors but mm -hmm. two of them were artists <laughs> and they didn't want to be doctors they wanted to be artists and they were very good artists but you know there was the familial 
pressure to yes. be physicians and surgeons. Mm-hmm. So I, I know there are tons of people like that who probably listen to your podcast. And I would say, make sure you take your passions, your hobbies, your art or music seriously. Don't blow it off just because you're not doing it for a living now. Be creative. Think about how possibly, potentially, you could do that for a living. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Um, and I mean, it sounds like too, as I'm as I'm listening to you describe that, that um, there's not really one set calculation for somebody, you know, to be able to figure out like what's the right amount and you know what should their savings look like and all that kind of thing. It, 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 it does. It sounds. It's not really that straightforward, right? Well, it isn't. You, you know, I think the financial services industry has done um, the public a disservice to some extent because it was very easy for us to make it about numbers. Numbers don't have emotion. It's numbers are very objective. Uh, you can't argue with it you can't argue about them you know five times x is five times x but there are so many emotional things that go into the money we have how much money we you know grow in order to support us in the future how much money we need on an ongoing basis um it isn't one set formula and people can change their lifestyle, their standard of living. And I'm not suggesting that we should expect to live on less. In some cases, people who have been absolutely petrified about not having enough money have put away so much money that mm-hmm. they're scared to spend it. To use it. Yeah. Yes, to, yeah. to live. <laughs> yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. it can work both ways. My point is if somebody tells you that there is one answer, run. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a, that's a good point. Um, so for those, for those people who do wish that they were better prepared financially for their, for their future. And they want to correct that. Um, what, what's your best recommendation for like how, how to catch up, how to work on that? Well, first of all, I'd say it's never too late to make good decisions. Um, mm-hmm. I'd also recommend a financial advisor. We're not all experts yeah. in this mm-hmm. in this area. Why should we be? And why why do we think we have to be? I mean, be realistic, Amy. Few of us were taught anything about money and investing in uh, you know elementary school, middle school, or high school, right? But we're supposed to be experts in it. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, let's rely upon people who actually have made that their profession. 
And how do you find somebody that you can work with? Well, get some recommendations again from your friends or family members and interview some people. Go visit some financial experts, financial advisors probably, and ask them some questions. If the person, for example, speaks in industry lingo and you don't understand what they're saying, you don't want to work with that person. You want someone who speaks your language. Somebody who listens to what you need. Somebody who talks less than you do in the interview. Mm. <laughs> no, because it's about you, not about mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Yes, they have a process they use to work with clients, but you know, that's less important than them hearing you. Mm -hmm. And then decide if out of those recommended people, there's somebody you'd like to work with and begin working with them. And they'll be able to look at, at your financial situation and say, okay, you know, here's where you can make decisions uh, right now. Here's some things you could change to put yourself in a better position, given what you've told me you want. And, um, you know, we'll monitor it on an ongoing basis and let's keep on talking. Right. Right. I think, um, I mean, I can speak for myself because I haven't been happy with, um, a couple of the professionals that, that I've used. Um, and it's, and it's been, I, I'm a, I don't know what I don't know. So then I'm a little intimidated that they know more, more. So it's difficult to try to, to try to determine, do they know what they're talking about? Are they any good at what they're doing? You know, so, so, so that's the part that kind of, um, is a sticking point for me as I'm trying to find, um, a good advisor. Well, part of what they're doing or should be doing is not doing that. Okay. <laughs> part of what they should be doing is hearing what you're saying mm -hmm. and figuring out what language you're speaking mm -hmm. and then speaking your language. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it's about. I, I mean, I don't mean literally the language, but if you use that in a literal sense, if you uh, went into a financial advisor, you spoke English and they spoke Irish, that is not going to be a great combo. Mm -hmm. um, if you go into a financial advisor to meet with them and they're talking about all this stuff that just sounds like a bunch of gobbledygook, that's not the right person. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's okay to turn around, you know, gracefully and say thank you very much and not work with that person it's okay right. right um it's not right that you should feel that you have to be intimidated in order to be getting good advice that's bs mm -hmm. you need somebody who understands 
what your level is in terms of knowledge mm -hmm. and also what you're trying to achieve. Right. I mean, yeah. the whole relationship, and it is a relationship. It is mm -hmm. a relationship. The whole relationship is about trust and vulnerability on both sides mm -hmm. um, and compassion on the side of the advisor. Mm -hmm. Well, sure, you can be compassionate as a client too, but you know what I mean? It's not about, well, you know, my goal as an advisor is to impress everybody. Forget that. You right. know, really, if you're working with people who make you feel uncomfortable or make you feel stupid, get out of there. It's good advice. I, I was I was going to ask, uh, where's the best place to find a good advisor? But it sounds like recommendation and referral is your is your top suggestion for that? That's one of the top suggestions. Also, mm -hmm. sometimes community ed, mm -hmm. where somebody's teaching an investment course or something like that in community ed. Now, probably they're teaching in community ed because they're interested in, in increasing the number of clients they have. But you also... If you're teaching community yet, you also have to take the time to want to provide the students, quote, students who come to your program with meaningful education. So it's not all just about, you know, hooking new clients. Mm -hmm. So that might be a way to begin. If nothing okay. else, you'll probably learn some things. Right. And go with some friends. I mean, right. have some fun. This yeah. stuff is so, is often so boring. It's, it's dry. <laughs> yes, it is. It's deadly. Don't yeah. lay down in bed, start reading an investment book to hope <laughs> that it's going to get really exciting on page 32 <laughs> because you're going to be asleep. But you enjoy you enjoy talking about it. So you must have livened it up for yourself over the years. I I enjoy talking about it because we all need it. And I feel like my purpose is to talk about it in a language that people will understand. And not mm -hmm. to demean people and not to try to prove that I'm brilliant because I'm not. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hate to admit this, but <laughs> it was when I got into the business, okay, after I had a college degree, that I figured out that you can divide the top part of a fraction by the bottom part and get a percentage. Okay, shouldn't I have learned that like in ninth grade? Uh it's not like I'm a mathematician, right? <laughs> I got a degree in political science, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not even an expert in that. So I just feel fortunate that I've been able to be in this industry a long time. Mm -hmm. And I find it fascinating in terms of, first of all, people who are saying things that nobody understands. 
-hmm. that the people listening think, oh my God, they must know what they're talking about. Right. Forget that. That's, mm -hmm. that's where you can get hoodwinked if you're an investor. Don't get me started on crypto. <laughs> okay. I won't. Uh, um, I, I do have a, another question. A, a lot of my audience, um, we, we call ourselves the blueprint breakers because we're, we're living a, a little bit of a non-traditional lifestyle. We're either single without a partner and or we don't have children. Um, so I'm curious if you have any specific recommendations or considerations that women in those situations should, should think about. Well, everybody needs to think about or to envision their future. Let me put it that mm -hmm. way. Right. And some people are fortunate that they can envision somebody else taking care of them. Mm -hmm. um, I have three children who are mm -hmm. in significant relationships and I have five grandchildren, but you know what? Even though they're there, I feel like it's my job to ensure that they don't have to take care of me right. financially. That right. They can, you know, if something happens to me that they can come visit me mm -hmm. and then leave and not be burdened. <laughs> right. Right. You know? Um, mm -hmm. And envisioning the future that you want and figuring out how you can live with dignity not just if you're sick, but, you know, in all ways mm -hmm. as you age is really important. And then trying to figure out and what decisions do you need to do? What, um, what types of financial activity do you have to undertake in order to make these things happen? That's the recipe for success. Mm -hmm. pretending that it's not there, pretending mm -hmm. that you don't have to deal with it uh, and you're not going to have to deal with it is crazy. Right. Um, right. But I, you know, when you talk about non-traditional, it's with pride, which it should be, mm -hmm. not with, you know, depression, like, oh my God, I'm non-traditional, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you're right. proud of the fact that you're making it in this world the way you want to make it in this world. Right. Well, make sure that yeah. that's happening across your life, not just how you think or what you do for a living, but also how you represent yourself financially, right. legally. Mm -hmm. um, we are so much more knowledgeable and although I'm not a fan of the term because it's overused empowered mm -hmm. now I think of my mother and actually my mother would have been a great portfolio manager she was and still is a great stock picker it's like amazing <laughs> but she was deferential Right. To my father and to financial professionals in her life. You know, and I just think if she had been a different generation, she probably would have had a different, you know, path. Yeah. Not been unhappy, but but it's the deferential part is particularly frustrating to me. 
Yeah. What we yeah. give up if we don't represent ourselves. Yeah. That that's fascinating to consider consider that and to consider the history and how things have evolved. And it, it's really cool that you've had the career that you've had because you've been able to see, you've been able to sort of watch things change and develop. So that that's that's re really intriguing as well. Well, I'll give you a little anecdote. Um, mm -hmm. And this would probably be something that many baby boomer women could could tell you about. Mm -hmm. When I graduated from college. My father told me that I was not marketable to do anything. So he made me go to typing school and shorthand school mm -hmm. because he said, at least you can become a secretary. Right. You know, I have other friends who went through the same thing. And actually, I'm really glad that I learned how to type because I'm, I write a lot. Yeah or what I do for a living. And um, I type very quickly. As far as the shorts hands concerned, I was number one in my class, but there's a trick to it. You need to take it and then you need to be able to read it. I was really good <laughs> at taking it, but couldn't read it. So I wouldn't have been a great secretary at all. Right. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you, Jan. I mean, this I've really enjoyed our conversation. You've given me a lot of food for thought, and I'm sure um, our listeners, when when they get to hear this, it's going to spark some some conversations. We're going to be having some lunches as we talk about uh, talk about these things together. So, thank you very much for your time today. Well, thank you, Amy, and it's nice to meet you. And I appreciate you asking me to join you today. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Modern Elder Woman podcast. Are you financially ready for your future? And a special thank you to today's guest, Jan Blakely Holman. Uh, thank you so much for your time and direction and advice. We truly appreciate it. Now, to my listeners, a special thank you to all of you for sharing this episode with your friends. And I have a very, very special request for you. Please go into the platform where you've listened to this podcast and rate and review the, the podcast. Um, I, it really helps us to get the word out there. It helps the algorithm so that this podcast starts to become recognized as we are growing and expanding on our community. I really, really appreciate anything that you can do to go in and rate and review the podcast. I look forward to hearing from you soon. You can join us in our Facebook group, The Modern Elder Woman Podcast on Facebook, and you can reach me at amyapalmer.com.